Welcome to This Is Her America. I'm your host, Shayda. Her America is my way of crashing down on liberal narratives everywhere. On this podcast, listen as I give my hot conservative take on all things society and culture. Hi there. I know it's been a very hot minute since I've done an episode for this podcast. Please give me some grace. It's been quite the year, even though we're six months in. So I just want to get right into it. First, I'm going to be talking about Mayor Lori Lightfoot and her $10 million COVID relief plan dedicated to the healthy Chicago equity zones that she has coming up. And then I'm going to be discussing about the feud going on between two lovely conservatives that I admire to. That is both Kimberly Klasik and Candace Owens. And why this feud is more than just petty social media drama. And why has Kimberly Klasik has decided to take potential legal actions against Miss Candace Owens and the Daily Wire. First thing first, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, also known as Future Juice. I tried, I try to respect politicians, no matter on what side of the political aisle, because um, being a public servant comes with um, comes with a prestige armor of respect and leadership that. Every leader that comes into office, whether if it's in Congress or president, governor, or even as mayor or in the city council, they should be respected. But, but when you have neglected your community the way that Ms. Lori Lightfoot has neglected the city of Chicago, then I have to admit, nicknames like Beauty Juice is going to be warranted. I don't know how that nickname comes came about when I first heard about it I just thought it was sincerely funny um, but I don't know the origin of this nickname or who started this so that's what we're gonna go with Lori Butterjuice Lightfoot she has been elected into office since 2019 as a Democrat she's the first black female to um, leader for the city of Chicago she also happens to be an open lesbian but that is not um, that is not something that we're going to be focused on today it's just historic that she happens to be in a very powerful position as one of uh, as a leader of one of United States largest cities so according to People Magazine Lori Lightfoot has decided to appoint $10 million from the city's health department to create six healthy Chicago equity zones. I never turn to People magazines when it comes to political or social issues, considering that they're very left-wing media, but I these were one of the few articles that I could pull up, and so this is what I'm going to be reading from. Chicago mayor declares racism, a health crisis citing life expectancy gap as city pledges $10 million to solutions. 
So according to the title already, Miss Muted Juice thinks that racism in a city that is majority black is an issue. In the article, it states, Chicago mayor has embarked on a media tour in recent days to make what she hopes is a city-altering declaration, describing racism as a public health crisis. Quote, I think one of the big narratives coming out of the pandemic is that the costs and consequences of inequities and injustice simply, simply can no longer be ignored, Laurie Lightfoot told MSNBC's journalist um, Jonathan Caphart on Sunday. We have known the racism that racism is a public health crisis by naming it and saying it gives us an opportunity to address to address it once and for all. So, according to Beetlejuice, she thinks that racism is a big public crisis in the city. When you look over what's happening in this past year, you will know that Chicago has become a cesspool for gang violence, gun violence, there's an uptake, up, up spike in homicide. Thanks to defund police, it's the city has been flooded with rioting and looting. This is a woman that stood over the bodies of dead black children being murdered ruthlessly in her city well, she had the audacity to attack Donald Trump when he was in office of promoting white supremacy. Even though I know for a fact as a black woman that Donald Trump is not a white supremacist. White supremacist. He, 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 he did not give me any indication that he is racist or that he has poor views on black people and so what does this all mean this means that Lady Life Lightfoot would gladly take the tax paying dollars from her constituents to fund for unnecessary and quite bait quite lately ridiculous programs. If you think about it, if she really cared about the health of her constituents, she would bring back policing. She would think about helping cleaning up the streets of Chicago from the ongoing rioting and looting that has taken place in her city since last summer. So this right here, she's looking for a bailout. To me, this has to be the biggest tax scheme ever to happen in a major um, U.S. city. Because when you look at the population in Chicago, according to data, 34.4% of the population is black. Meanwhile, 31.6% of the population of Chicago is white. That's not a huge disparity in numbers, but that shows that by... A margin black people 
overwhelmingly populate the city of Chicago. So why is she making racism um, a public health crisis for her constituents? What's, what's the deal with that? Well, she says that in the article, she cited Chicago's 9.2 year gap in life expectancy between its black and non-black residents, as well as a lack of access to high quality healthcare for minority groups across the city. She also pointed to what she called root causes of gun violence, such as racism and systemic property. Quote, naming it and making it an official declaration of the city gives us the opportunity to have the conversation on the table and start addressing the root causes, uh, unquote, Lightfoot says. Could the light expensancy rate that um, Miss Beetlejuice pointed out could be because black on black on black violence is on the surge in the city of Chicago. You don't have to take my word for it. If you look up the statistics between white on black violence versus black on black violence in cities like Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, you will see that black people murdering other black people is a crisis more than white supremacy or racism or whatever excuse Lori Lightfoot is giving just to cover up for her failed leadership. And the reason why I think it's the biggest tax scheme ever because what is she going to do with this money? Exactly. Is she going to create a department in the city to Chicago divert $10 million to create a department of or tax force that will oversee um, racial bias incidents happening in the streets of Chicago or ensure that her citizens get proper health care services. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make sure that your constituents, you know, excuse me, get the need that they do. But if you really wanted your city to thrive, you should look back you should look into refunding your police, Mayor Lightfoot. You should have actually support businesses, small businesses that have been completely destroyed thanks to your lack of effort, lack of effort to hold back rioters and looters and letting them basically control your city. I don't know why and um in cities particularly in the United States like Detroit, Baltimore, the, um, Chicago, why they have such a heavy issue, a heavy issue with gang violence. And it's because the leaders, well, when I did my research, it became very clear to me, the leaders don't want to do anything about it. They rather let their constituents be railroaded by bullets and by gang violence then rather solve the issue proactively and move on they i think it's they heavily rely on gang violence so that way leaders like beetlejuice mayor beetlejuice can come in and save the day and now she's coming out with a 10 million dollar 
tax scheme known as the six healthy Chicago equity zones. I'd be surprised if this money actually went to doing what exactly she said. I don't think, I think at best she's being naive and at worst she's being ignorant. If she thinks that the biggest issue in Chicago that is a majority black city is racism and that she's going to fix all these problems by importing government programs, she's kidding herself. Government programs has, has almost done nothing but decimate the black community more. Just look at history with the Great Society Act with Lyndon B. Johnson and what the impact of his policy did to the black community when he basically married us to the government. So I hope that in all things go well for Chicago. I am praying that more and more people see this and step up and call it out for what it is. It is a tax game. She's basically stealing the taxpayers' money and using it in ways to hide her own field leadership because she is looking for a political bailout so nobody calls her out on her lack of leadership during the past year, especially when Chicago was literally in a crisis due to all the rioting and looting and all the black children that are being murdered ruthlessly in her streets. That that is my two cents on the issue. Next up, we're gonna I'm gonna be talking about the Candace Owens and Kimberly Classic feud coming up. I'm back with the feud between Candace Owens and Kimberly Klasik, two beautiful conservative women who I've come to admire and I think are very important in this movement. We all know who Candace Owens is. If you don't know who she is, she is a political commentator, a social media personality. She has a show on the Daily Wire and runs a nonprofit called Blessedick. And then there's Kimberly Klasik. An arguably new face in the conservative movement, when I first heard about her, it was through social media when she put out that starstruck, eye-catching ad video highlighting the issues going on in Baltimore City, city from crime rate to poverty to poor education system. She was running for Congress as a Republican nominee for Maryland District 7. How this feud came about was when Kimberly Klasik put out a tweet responding to another tweet saying that Candace Owens doesn't do enough to represent the black community or use her platform to bring up issues that are important to us as black Americans or um, highlight underdeserved communities. So Candace Owens took that um, as a hit and decided to respond back and said and said uh, I do a lot to help the black community and she does she has an 
as I said before, a nonprofit called Blessic, which is to help black Americans across the states to help them be more oriented, um, aspire to entrepreneurships, educational goals, and even think critically for themselves and without having to rely so much on the government. Candace Owens last week put out a IG live video of her digesting the feud going on between her and Kimberly Klasik. She made some serious allegations during this live stream, pointing out some fraudulent behaviors between the campaign between the campaign for Kimberly Cases run for Congress and some sketchy businesses, which she made which Kim made some business transactions with during her campaign year 2020. She also highlighted how Kimberly Kasich used to be a stripper. I thought the um, the stripper part during that IG video was irrelevant. Yes, Kim has a past. So do we. So do all of us. We all have done things in our past that. We're not exactly proud of, and we we should not look down on each other. I guess Candace used that as a way to like look down on Kim's ways. I thought that was kind of mean girl ish, in my opinion. But besides the whole stripper part, she did raise some concern when it came to Kimberly Clayson and how she used it her, used her campaign funds, according to her. FEC report, which is stands for which stands for Federal Election Commission. You can basically go on the site. It is public. It is for public use. You can look up any representative, senator, and how and basically see how much fun funds how much funding they raised up during their campaign and what disbursement they made and all that other stuff. And so that's what I did personally after watching Candace Owens' IG Live. I saw some patterns um, between Kimberly Klasik's funds, campaign funds, and the sketchy businesses. I also um, watched another IG video uh, uh, by the a guy named that calls himself, that goes under this persona, the California Underground, where he used to be a constitutional um, attorney, but now is some sort of election auditor, where he basically looks up businesses that are not in good standing and wherever, wherever they are and are not abiding by the state law there. And in this IG video in this video that he did of Kimberly Klasik, he basically used this site called Open Corporates, which basically you can look up any business, any LLC on there and find out what their history is, who's running their business, where their um, headquarter address or where they are established in the United States or in any country for that matter and whether what standing they are if they have filed tax returns or are on the bridge of bankruptcy or forfeited 
And there were two businesses that came up um, on Kim Klasik's FEC report and Open Corporates. And these two businesses, they're both LLCs and they're named Pearl Events and Fox and Lion Communications. After the election was over in 2020, a few days after election, Kim Klasik made a payment out to Pearl Events. Um, I don't know what that is exactly, where she paid about 120000 $120, for meet and greet. And Kim addressed this later on in her YouTube video on her channel that the money went towards a catering business um she was basically giving a huge thank you to her staff to all her volunteers that helped her throughout her campaign considering that it was the end of the election and she basically went all out she bought food ate drinks gifts expensive gifts i have to imagine all of this happened to be expensive because a meet and greet doesn't usually cost up <laughs> doesn't even cost that much um, but according to Maryland state law Pearl events was not exactly in good standing and so this was a business that was basically forfeited and not had a great history when it comes to tax returns as well as Fox and Lion communications another um, business um, a business that was being pioneered by a Democrat who used to run for Congress about two years before Kim decided and this guy named Annie Pierre who has a Facebook page it doesn't seem like much is posted about it but it's like veteran run um, pro-American and all that other stuff and we just I just wonder why um, uh, Kim, a Republican woman, running in a very deeply blue city is now using a Democrat in their platform to help with campaign funds, to help with campaigning and just bring more awareness to the city of Baltimore. Kim addressed some of this days prior, um, days after Candace's old IG live video. Sorry, she addressed it the why she paid so much money to Pearl Events and Fox and Line, which I said before it was used to help pay for some of the lavish things that she had that she had for the party, for a party for all of her volunteers, which I totally get it. Um, she can spend two million dollars for all I care, but why did you label it as a meet and greet? Because you weren't going to meet any constituents or any supporters that day. You were just going to be, it was going to be you and your crew and your team and all these volunteers. So I don't sure why she just put it as a gathering or a party. Maybe it would have looked very obviously it could have looked like she was using money for luxury. That's probably why she put meet and greet to look more formal on her FCC report. But that's what she did.
And it was not only that, she also had paid a disbursement to a private jet company for about $50,000. And that's pretty expensive to get on a private jet, $50,000, because she was going to a Trump rally um, that probably took place in, I believe, Georgia or Oklahoma. I could be wrong. So basically, Kim was invited to a Trump event um, back earlier last year where she got like hours notice, like a probably almost 24 hours notice. And so she, she, she made a justification for it. She said, well, when Trump invites you to come speak at one of his events, you go. And since this was during COVID lockdowns, Maryland wasn't, was heavily in a very lockdown mode. And there were not a lot of flights available, limited flights. So Kim made a justification that she used it campaign funds that was donated to her by supporters and donors alike to take this private jet to the rally and back. And I thought, okay, I didn't do any more research. Maybe if I looked at the timeline and where this rally took place, and went and correlate that to the different airlines and companies and airports that were available during that time, then maybe I can find some sort of loophole, but I didn't really look into that very much. So I just took it at her word. I like Kimberly Klasik. I think she has so much potential and she brings so much good, um, she could bring so much good things to the Baltimore city and Baltimore needs it. This is a city that has been run down by Democrats and not just by Democrats, but black Democrats. You look at the mayor to the city council to even the state legislators. You don't, you can't even find a single Republican in sight. And according to certain date data research, I found that majority of registered voters there are Democrat. About 87.3% are registered Democrat. Meanwhile, 10.7% are registered Republican. So why? A, a city that's supposed to be very progressive according to our policy is doing so terribly when it comes to education, poverty, economy, and even and could and even family life and that's because so many people are just poorly educated on policies policy they rely too heavily on news media which i think is a bigger threat to them than police are um baltimore in the last year has defunded the police um thanks to democrats who popularized the idea of defunding the police and so they did and that led to only designating consequences for their city now you have gang shootings going on week week after week dead black children the blood of dead black children paving the streets because nobody seems to acknowledge that when you we you do not support your law enforcement you do not support your community you need law enforcement in cities like Baltimore. 
and that's just how it is. Baltimore also has a huge history, a huge political history when it comes to. Ooh. Sorry, my phone just rang. Sorry, I'm back. Baltimore City has a huge political history of electing Democrats, politicians with a criminal history. Before this, um, this new mayor stepped in, there was a former mayor that had to step down. She went by the name of Sheila Dixon. And she basically had a, a criminal history of tax evasion and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She pleaded guilty in court and now is serving a three-year prison sentence. And half of the mayoral candidates have also have criminal charges in the past before running for running in Baltimore City from embezzlement and carjacking. So when people, especially on the right and conservatives, talk about why is Baltimore City uh, so de degrading, it's because it's not a city being run by leaders. It's a city being run by criminals. You know why criminals are free? To run around and commit all these crazy, commit all these crazy crimes and basically um, tor torture the entire city overnight. It's because you have leaders that neglect their position. They forget the responsibility and the obligation they have to their constituents. They go off. They run for office. They get elected, and then they make multi-million dollar deals under the table or backdoor deals and they forget about their city and now what's left is criminals being encouraged by criminals in office it's a city just being run by criminals from the ground up and i think if this is true if i don't know whether or not if these allegations about Pearl events and Fox and Lion communications is true, but if it is true, Baltimore City is in huge trouble. They do not have a leader there that they can turn to and that will have their back. That's why this is so important. It's not just petty internet drama going between two conservative women, although I do feel that they could could have handled this Candace and Kim could have handled this much better if they've done it privately but um Kim has um Kim has to get her ducks in order now she said that you know she she, she didn't use the money to commit any sort of illegal actions she has disnounced, um, she's basically disnounced Candace's allegations. And so we're just left with, um, she said versus she said. I say if there's any, I feel that Kim is a very unique and a very real person. I haven't met her personally, but, um, I know people who have, and they basically could say, the same that I'm saying, like, she is such a go-getter. She is so energetic. She has great visions for her city, for the city of Baltimore. 
And so it would be really disappointing to lose somebody like her in this fight, especially a city that's basically going to be gone in the in the next few years if people don't change up their acts and face face the mirror and basically smell the coffee. Baltimore, your city is corrupted. Candace, um, I have nothing bad to say about you. Of course, I still like her, um, even though all this has happened. And so, I'm just going to um, let the truth set its course. If any of this is true, it will come out. The truth will always permeate. The truth will always win. And so, that's why I say, let the truth come out. Let's all be done with this. I have to put out a quick correction. The mayor of Baltimore, who I said that pleaded guilty to tax evasion in court and was serving a three-year sentence, her name is not Sheila Dixon. It's actually Catherine Pa. Although Sheila Dixon has her own separate criminal history, it was actually Catherine Paul who had to plead guilty in court and was sentenced and had to therefore resign from her position as mayor of the city of Baltimore. I am so sorry for butchering her name, but for those of you who are in Baltimore, you most likely know who exactly I'm talking about. I wish the best for both Candace Owens and Kimberly Kasich. If Kimberly Kasich decides to run again in 2022 or decides to um, hold back and focus more on her new pack, Red Renaissance, and help candidates in other districts to run and hopefully unseat their competitor or opponent in office. I will completely support her on that. I just say let the truth come out because I am a believer in God and I am a believer that everything that comes that's done in the dark will come out to the light and the truth will reveal itself but into the meantime both of these women are highly needed in the conservative movement i feel that we need more black people in this conservative movement i think black people should be able to feel freely to think for themselves and not have to feel that they have to resort to some ideology or some perspective in order um, to feel like American. I feel that's part of the reason why I started this podcast called This Is Her America because one thing the left has done very successfully is make black Americans feel that whatever they do in life, they will never be able to level up or that there is some greater force out there some boogeyman just waiting to take him down a peg or two and i don't believe that is the case at all there's too many cases of successful black people from entrepreneurship to entertainment to politics to law to medicine for that stereotype for that narrative to just keep on going and only in america you can do all things that you ever dream of all things that you have ever envisioned for yourself and wanted to pursue you can't do that in a lot of places but this is the united states we are the land of dreamers and when we see something we put it to practice so 
and all this um later on in later episodes i will be discussing the case against critical race theory i'm going to be talking more about why it's problematic and what it really looks like in our public education and why we should why american parents should be more weary of that ideology i also want to break down this theory of equity as we see it is a more popular term coming up in our political discourse that it's not equality we're really fighting for it's equity and so i want to break the distinguish between equality versus equity i will also be talking about the covid mania and what's really going on with the vaccines and all the other stuff but until next time this is her america and i'm your host Shaida.